Super Friend Super Show. I am Sean Dwyer, joined once again by Sean Brennan, my super friend, to talk to you about superhero movie news, comic books, things related to those two things that I just mentioned. Sean Brennan, how are you? You've got some big news. I don't mean to undercut your news, but you've got news. Yeah. Personal news. Do you want to share it? Ah, uh, I should have let you decide whether or not you wanted to share. Let's play it cool. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. No, no, no. No, no this is good. You, no, no, you hey, can share. Sean, hey, what's your, what's your regular week been like? <laughs> this puts it all on you. <laughs> I'm really hoping this is all in there. So it's Let's, like, hey, what's going on? This just puts it in your court. If you want to keep it casual and just talk about like what you ate on the way to the to the show or what other other whatever other life events have uh, have dictated your life. Yeah, uh, this puts it on you. Yeah, I'm no. not putting no pressure. Yeah, how none. are you? Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, I ate some graham crackers yes. and a nectarine. Yes. Uh, yes. and before that, I got married. Yeah, that's what I was. Ho- I, I was afraid you were just going to leave it at the graham crackers. I'm just like, ah, I just had a graham cracker. In which Why? case, the, the, the listener would be like, that's a lot of build up for just what's the other thing he's not telling us? Well, the other thing that you weren't telling us was that you got married. I did. Uh, unexpectedly. I saw something on. I thought I saw something on Facebook a couple weeks ago. You that did. You were getting engaged. No. So engagements are stupid because they last for years. I'm like Charlie from, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where my damn dyslexia has foiled me again Pepe Silva yes uh yeah no I got married um that's tremendous yeah congratulations it, it, thank you officially it's, for the public record because yeah, this yeah. is recorded uh medium yeah, yeah congratulations yeah. I, I know I said it to you upstairs in the kitchen didn't count it just you just followed me the whole time that's like, right this is for the record I got Jor- I got Jordan to give me a congratulations yes, the that son w- of the son of the show the the the, uh, the crown prince of podcasting yeah <laughs> Can we get him a T-shirt that says <laughs> the that? The Crown Prince of Podcasting. Oh, yes, we're great. working on it. We're working. On it. We have we have our uh, little sweatshop that is uh, using up our guest room right now. That is making little uh, commemorative T-shirts if you need them, and we need them. But I don't mean to segue so quickly into the comic book stuff. I no, feel like no, we should fine. talk more about the wedding stuff. You got married just sort of like on a whim. No, am I trivializing? No. Okay, it, it wasn't a whim at all. Okay, so my my now Not a wife because you got you have been dating for six years. I yeah, mean, on a whim. On yeah, a whim, but you're like, so my my now wife is probably for like the last I'm gonna say year was always like, hey, what, you want to get married? And it's like, yeah, sure, and that that's where those conversations would stop. That's and right. it would, every few months at during that year would just be like, hey, you want to get married? Yeah, sure, whenever. Uh, so this last time it was, do you want to get married? I said, sure. And she said, how about next Tuesday? I said, okay. God. And then we did it. You guys are just matching each other's energy right there. Yeah. It's like, okay, sure. It's, you just keep on one-upping up, one upping each other and hoping that the other person doesn't call your your bluff. I mean, she's she's doing it for the health insurance. I'm doing it. Now that's another one-upping. Yeah. Well, I'll get on your health insurance. Yeah. Try to stop me. It was, it was like really... that one episode of Arrested Development where Job and Amy Poehler who played his wife, like just kept on one-upping each other as far as dares over the course of a drunken evening and ended up getting married. Like, I dare you. You won't do it. And they ended up just kept on. They wouldn't like give in. So they ended up getting married that evening. That's what it reminds me of. Arrested yeah. Development. So am I Amy Poehler? Uh, you're one of them. Whoever you oh, want to be. Good enough. I like Amy Poehler. Yeah. She's fun. Um, What was really interesting is that, so we went down to the courts to get married mm-hmm. and the old security guard was like, what are you doing here? You're all smiles. And Sarah was still, you know, coming through the yeah. metal detector. I'm like, I'm getting divorced. <laughs> and the guy, the guy Did didn't know what to say. <laughs> and so Sarah walked up to me. She's like, 
what'd you guys say? I said, I'm getting divorced. I'm divorcing you now. She's yeah. like, no, 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 we're getting married. And the guy was like, oh, okay. I can, yeah, you're, you're funny. You're funny. That could have, yeah, that could have gone either way because like usually like that kind of humor work, works very well to, on old men. Yeah, that kind I, of, honestly, old it's, men eat that kind of humor. Off. It's it's hilarious because he's, he paused for a second because yeah. he, I don't think he knew what to say because right. like I was, I was smiles. It was right. funny because like I was waiting for Sarah to come through and the guy was just like, so what are y'all smiling about today? It's like, Oh, I'm getting divorced. It's gonna be great. You know what? Maybe don't comment on other people's smiles, dude. <laughs> he had a great smile. He put you both in an, an awkward situation where right? like you had to pose a joke and he didn't know if it was serious. Had he not commented on your smile and just left it alone, yeah, no, he wouldn't have gotten that joke. You could Nothing have went about happened. your business. You could have gotten married with a clear head. Yeah, would have been hilarious though. But John Brennan, no, no, it's great. That's fantastic. It's, it's fantastic news that you have gotten married. Yeah, you are officially a Mister on the show. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like we I, you were Mister before, but like I feel like we need to give give you a new title now. Well, it, it's funny because I um was looking at some mail today that said Mister mm. and Mrs. and then it had the man's name. I'm like, yeah. that's a weird time that both of them have the same exact name, but they just decided to choose Mister or some, Mrs. Yeah, so yeah, nothing changes for the guy at all, does it? No, as no, far as not unless wise. he decides to do it. You're in no way different. I've never no you know no. the woman it's the same the, I don't get any fun I right. don't get any like options of like ooh do I want to change my name right ooh do I want to go ahead and decide because it's it's always mister it's an, there's never like an M I right I mean I guess mister M-I-S-T-E-R is still can the same can you do as something M-M-R. special just denoting that you're married now it's funny as a, as a culture we, we're not in any way different women it's not it's and I mean that in the way that women it's it's a an annoyance to have to change your name. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go to the DM, you got to go to social security, yeah. you got to tell them and then you have to inform your bank and That's you right. have to inform the DMV, you or have if to you're tell a woman everyone and you choose not to change it, then you have to answer questions so from many questions. friends and loved ones for the rest of your life, but that is what's happening in the world and in your life. Yeah. John Brennan, congratulations. Thank you. I almost feel like the show is beneath you now because you are you are a changed person. I mean, a lot of things here. are beneath me, but I, uh, I'm i okay with, with like stepping down every now and then. It makes me humble. Because you're dealing with real life right now and we're here we are talking about fictional characters. Yeah. And awards that don't matter in a land far, far away. We're talking about Venice Film Festival. There's a land of Venice in Italy. Venice, Italy. Venice, France. Where is that Venice? a question? I don't know. Venice, it's Italy. It's, it's, yeah, it's Venice, Italy. I love that that was a question. I, was, I wasn't seeing like, uh, I wasn't seeing recognition in your eye. I'm like, oh my God, did I get it wrong? Uh, Venice, Italy. Right. So I've never been there. So I have no reason why I've I have to I've never been know. there either. So, but you know. Venice, Italy is where they had a film festival. They do it every single year. And every single year. It's the oldest uh, known mm-hmm. film festival just commenced this past week and joker joaquin phoenix this is a martin scorsese produced film and it was entered into the film festival over here in venice and it won the golden lion the highest honor for i guess that you could take away at the end of the festival it won best film at the festival which is a tremendous honor it's very interesting because it is a property that is based on a comic and i don't know of, that, that can't have happened. Before. Yeah, yeah. I don't know of any other prestigious award given to a comic book right, movie. Right. 
the Joker, there's something. This is why Jared Leto, I think, really, unfortunately, I think he thought this is my my opportunity, especially now, my opportunity to shine and to really because the Joker is like an Oscar bait type of character now. He's an award bait. Well, now you have uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who's getting, you know, he didn't get the the personal best actor award at the Venice Film Festival, but the film did win an award for the best film there. And of course, you have Heath Ledger who took home Best Supporting Actor uh, yeah. posthumously when he ended up winning uh, following his death. So this is the Joker role is something you could really run with uh, and be honored and respected by, you know, certain voting committees. When it well, comes I mean, to it, it also comes down to what's the script because you, you have one script where the Joker is this weird sort of Twitter, Instagram gangster. I think that's right. the, that, that was some of the inspiration like Mexican t- cartel inspired Joker, even if you were to take this sort of... You're referring to the Mexican cartel side of it with Heath Ledger's version of the Joker. Yeah, right? of course okay. I am. Of course I am. Right, you right. know that. Well, I just wanted for the for the sake of the listener. Yeah, yeah. Don't, we don't want confusion. But yeah, it it's what's interesting is if you take the Joker character out of it, do you have this sort of kind of like gritty coming about Martin Scorsese film right. as opposed right. to just like it's a comic book film. Because I, I think that's one of the hardest things to do is that when you do something with such a recognizable name, what are you going to take the character with? What's the character going to do? And I think that this is the one time that the character itself kind of takes a backseat to the story. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's a good story. And I think it just happens to involve the Joker. Right. So uh, clearly this one now is is a film that is being taken seriously. It's gotten an 86% from critics on Rotten Tomatoes so far. And of course, following before they they named the award winners for this Venice Film Festival, which happens a lot. A lot. I I say it like, oh, this Venice Film Festival, like I've never heard before. Yeah, it's whatever. It's like like one of the biggest ones out there. It is. Uh, There's Cannes. That's another one I'm aware of. That's Uh, in France. I heard rumors, of course, reports coming out that following the showing of the Joker, it received an eight-minute-long standing ovation. Because people were getting out. That's... I heard that too, and I'm pretty sure people were just like, "Yeah, great! I gotta, I gotta go." There's like 70 yeah. other movies that are premiering, and I think I have to see them too to write about them because this is how cans works. You take like your cocaine energy drink, you shotgun it, and then try to stay awake for 24 hours while watching a bunch of movies. It seems like a lot of movies. It is. It, it it's. I think it's either a week or a weekend full of movies. That's insane. I wonder how many of the jury members. Uh, go about watching all of them as far as forming their opinion and how that en- ends up working. Obviously, a great, uh, great sign for the Joker film as it comes out next month, October fourth. Yeah. Right now, it's being projected to get over a hundred, do a hundred million dollars opening weekend at the box office, which is tremendous. I mean, the fact that it's a rated R movie, hundred million, is certainly a a benchmark that you want to hit as a big studio film. Uh, that is a very, very healthy number for an opening weekend. Just for those of you who aren't really familiar with what what numbers mean as far as box office numbers are concerned, but 100 million is a very healthy number, and this is projected to do about 103 with Todd Phillips being the director on this. So, uh, great acclaim right now. It's already doing pretty well on Rotten Tomatoes. 86 is, is very again healthy and award winning. Standing ovations, which are still going on in certain parts of the world. There's still one guy who's just like, yes. yes. Keep it going. Keep it going for the Joker. He just wants someone to recognize him. So I think they just try to approach this like, let's just make a really good artsy style film 
where we don't worry about, you know, how this is going to connect to the sequel, how this is going to connect to another movie in our shared Joker universe that we're creating. Yeah. They just like, let's just forget about it. Maybe just slightly be informed by the Joker's backstory, but mostly just have this be in Joker name. Yeah, I guess. And just take elements. So he's a clown. We got that. But like, don't worry. Don't muddle yourself too much in the 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 source material. And that seems to be kind of what they've done here. Well, that's going to be the interesting thing, because when you do something like this, mm-hmm. um, it, could, it could go one way or the other. People, well, other, oh, my God, you should have stuck to the source. Material. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm curious as to what comic nerds are going to do mm-hmm. when they see a Joker who doesn't fall in a vat of acid right. or you see a Joker who isn't just murdering people because i don't think this joaquin phoenix joker is is at that level maybe maybe he is maybe he isn't but Mm -hmm. i don't think you're going to get that sort of level of the joker you're not going to get a death of the family joker or even scott snyder's family joker where he like cut his own face off and started murdering people to make the batman better i i think you're going to get a solid story supposedly something along along the lines of taxi driver where you kind of have this isolated character who's doing life poorly. Yeah. And just, just kind of goes off of that. And he's just, again, it, it kind of, I'm not sure if they did so intentionally, you know, a person being one bad day away from being the Joker and where this person just continues to have bad things befall him. Yeah. And he's got mental illness. You have, you, you have him like meeting with his parole officer or whoever that woman was. Th- that was a psychiatrist. And, a psychiatrist and okay. he's just like, I always have negative thoughts. And I, I, I think that that right there, yeah. like I've, I, I read a few articles about just based upon the trailer, about what it says about mm-hmm. white men in America right now feeling as if yeah, like they're not being heard and that their mental illness and being pushed aside by society is, is a, a ticket for them to go ahead and make and, everyone pay, which is exactly what this joke, what the Joker embodies. Exactly. He, but in, in this one, he goes and he starts like a rebellion. He is the face maybe. of this crazy, like, you know, he essentially takes his rage and being ignored. And this is sort of like a fantasy. If you're that kind of person who's, who sort of embodies that or, or empathizes with this kind of, who sees themselves in this version of the Joker, someone who's ignored and has these horrible thoughts and is has one of those is just spinning a sign on the street to try to get someone to come yeah, into the yeah. furniture factory. Yeah. You know, if you can if you can sympathize with that, like right, it, it, I guess it does speak to a deeper issue, this idea of white men being ignored and having just feeling like they're suffering and need to make everyone pay. Exactly. And I'm curious to see how that plays out with how political the story be. of that context. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. is this going to be something because it's weird that the Joker is a character who's idolized, like mm-hmm. he's the character who everyone wants to talk about, everyone wants to imitate, but no one truly wants to be because what he does is horrific actions. Right. And I think the thing that people think is that they're smart enough to get away with what the Joker does the way the Joker does it. And I, in reality, that's not how that works. In reality, you don't get thrown into a mental asylum and escape nowadays like it uh, there's no back door as far as i'm concerned where you can do that like once you commit a horrific crime like that you're sent to a maximum security prison Mm -hmm. and unless someone higher up wants you gone or something else happens like unless you can orchestrate this grandiose thing like you're stuck there it doesn't matter what you think it doesn't matter what you thought was going to happen or how you planned it out like it's 
you're kind of stuck there. Well, you wonder if this interpretation of the of the Joker is going to be someone who, again, just was tortured and is just living this this tortured existence, and they decide to like make people around them pay for their their suffering and blame the world around them. And he uses he's essentially the catalyst for a revolution of like the the 99 percent uprising against the elite, the one yeah. percent. And if that's the story or if they're, I don't think the, they're going to approach us from the the angle of which they typically do in the comics where he is just this chaotic genius. Yeah, where exactly. He is, he is the he is the um, on parallel in terms of genius and intellect as I, Batman. I think he's just a regular guy. Yeah, yeah. D- to me, the walking Phoenix one. that we see in this Joker movie is just a guy who's he got it. He gets his groove back. He get he has a lot of charisma. Are you He's talking about dancing the, in the stairwells? The, the memes with Spider Man yeah. three too with Tobey sure, Maguire. Sure, I saw that one. I, saw that I, one. I love that one. Yeah, he he does. Hilarious. He's not like a super genius who's crazy and chaotic. He is similar to the Heath Ledger version, where he's not. Although I guess Actually, Heath Ledger no, was no, super the, was he, super was a super genius, and he had these exactly. elaborate I, ploys. Uh, elaborate. Uh, he, he concocted these elaborate schemes, and, and I he, mean, just look at the bank heist. You, if right. you look at the bank so heist, he's gonna be very, so. I think this that's maybe the far end of like the super genius Joker. This yeah, is yeah. more like the regular man, where he's yeah. charismatic. He is gonna dance around, and people are like, "Hey, what's going on with that guy? Ooh, that guy's <laughs> having a good day." He's yeah. like, "I'm terribly depressed." <laughs> Somebody, please listen to me. I like that guy's deal. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he needs some Prozac. Oh um, yeah. No, I, I honestly think that this is going to be a character. Make the world listen through dance, right? Dance song and dance. You need a song and dance, man. No, I think that this is going to be a Joker because it seems like he's mm-hmm. going up against uh, the Waynes and it seems like he's going right. up against a corrupt politician. So I, I I hope and I want this to be more just like the Joker just kind of like does one thing and everyone takes takes it further than mm-hmm. he was planning it. And he's like, I'll just do it then. And I'll dance around as this is all kind of happening around right? me. It's, it's the whole time. It's yeah. just a dance for him. He's just, <laughs> he's literally dancing high on Quaaludes. Well, people are going around with like, you know, just, just, uh, just wood with a nail through and just slamming people in the face. While yeah. he, and he's dancing around while things are on fire. Uh, th- that seems to be the version of the Joker we're going to be getting in this one as, as compared to the Heath Ledger version where he's just drawing out these very, like, very precise mechanisms as far as a grand plan. This yeah. is, just seems to be like, hey, I have this vision. Things are messed up. I'm going to put on a little clown makeup. I'm really depressed. I need some help. <gasps> I am super depressed. I somehow get on a Tonight Show thing and people are like, yeah, that guy. Yeah. What's interesting is is that that people have talked about because Robert De Niro mm-hmm. in a movie that Martin Scorsese did called uh, The Last Comedian or The Funniest Man mm-hmm. that Robert De Niro played a I believe um, failed comic failed comic who like holds mini shows in his basement and captures Jerry Lewis to be his talk show like yeah. host or guest or something like that. Okay. And I've never it, heard of that. It, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never did either, but it's a Scorsese film, which is very interesting. Damn, it has to be good. It has to be good. Except the one where, uh, Nicholas cage and John Goodman were like ambulance drivers and Nicholas cage could talk to ghosts. It was a weird movie. You sold me. I've Nicholas cage. I'm streaming it right now, but yeah, this film obviously this this is a great early response for this Joker film with Joaquin Phoenix in it. It's right now it's trending at 100 million dollars projected to to get that a much during its first weekend at the box office, and that would put it 
with these $103 million productions at number four for a rated R film all time and the biggest October opening ever. Of course, number one is Deadpool 2. Yeah. So, it, this, that's, so it's interesting, this direction that superhero films are starting to to tread where you ha- now have, like not only have superheroes just taken over, taken over the genre uh, as far as action adventure and things like that, but they're now starting to find success in more gritty, serious rated R films. Well, it, it it's interesting because I was watching a video essay about this on YouTube and they're talking about how action-packed superhero movies make more money internationally mm-hmm. precisely because of... Uh, being big and actiony with yes. well-known characters and you don't need a lot of dubbing in like the Avengers because there's not a lot of talky talk. There's just a lot of pew pew and explosions. That's all you need. So I'll, I'll be interested to see how this movie uh, explores the character where is it, is it just because I feel like it's going to be more like a Nolan movie kind of, you know, dialogue heavy, right? There, there might be a few action sequences, but I think the action action sequences are going to be very small. I think it's mm-hmm. almost going to be kind of like the first Deadpool movie where there's like a few action se- sequences with but a lot of people. It's mostly a character piece. You're looking yeah. at the film from one person's perspective. Exactly. And kind of seeing like the way that their life is being affected and what they're doing about it. Yeah. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm actually very eagerly anticipating this film as are apparently many as it is scheduled yeah. for a, a very big opening. So that's tremendous. I hope to be able to find a seat next to some, you know, I, I want to try to find it. It's nice to sometimes see a movie and you don't have people all around you. Sometimes with a, with a big box office, darling, you go and you're trying to, you're squeezing in. I like to have a couple seats between me and the guy next to me. Because of this movie, I want to not be sat next to anybody who likes right. the Joker character. Yeah, that's a that's certainly the, a good point. The, I don't want to sit next to any person who's like, Joker wouldn't do that. You know, he's an icon to a lot of different bad people. Either people who are who see the worst in him. Within right. The, the the different sides of him that are, again, the worst of him. You don't want to empower those people. You know, obviously, this this film is going to do it seems tremendously well. It means it, it means different things it, a lot to, to some people. Yeah. So I think this is a film that is um, very uh, inventive in the way that they're approaching the character, influential uh, with the way that they're, this interpretation is being viewed. So I think that's fant- fantastic, and I'm very excited about seeing this film. So good. There is a film on the horizon that I think uh, it's... From th- Warner Brothers. From Warner Brothers, which is great. DC Warner Brothers finally having a successful film kind of on the docket. Remember- it's been a while. Shazam did fine, but it's like... You know what? The- I haven't seen Shazam. I've, but I haven't either. But that looks like a movie that I could just watch on like TNT or yep. whatever and not be mad about like yeah. i i could dip in dip out because it looks it's a f- it, it looks fun well and sometimes it, it, that it's, hurt, it's, it's like a, a double-sided teen movie sword. it's like right. a teen movie it's like little little like preteen boy who gets mm. his wish and that's exactly what shazam is and i think that that's what that movie was and i really wish that all like the old guys are like they ruined it it's like it's it's a little boy yeah. getting superpowers by saying one word i think it's perfectly okay if it's kid friendly oh sure and i think there's nothing wrong with that it did it did well and but i just didn't go out of my way to see it i I might eventually see it once it drops on one of the on-demand services right i think i think hbo is gonna have it soon probably very excited so that's great to see that warner brothers has something uh that it's getting people excited going forward because there's kind of a lull right now 
with superhero movies. You've got you had Spider Man, and there's sort of like nothing until Joker comes out. So this is yeah. nice to see having a nice bright light. Even though it's weird to call that a Joker movie, a nice bright light in the middle of a kind of a bleak superhero calendar so there's of course that going on and around the uh the horn other things that are happening of course you still have the the next chapter thing starting to roll out with the uh with the sony marvel mcu spider-man debacle the saga that yeah people that unfolded several weeks ago the last time we uh we met on the super friend super show issue 182 we talked about it in length and that's something that caught a lot of people by surprise uh, looking back, there were, maybe there, there were some signs uh, that this maybe was a deal that was not guaranteed. For example, uh, the fact that they chose to have, people are a little confused that they chose to have Spider-Man Fire From Home occur as the last Phase 3 film as opposed to the first Phase 4 film. Maybe they weren't certain that as their their banner movie for the next, next upcoming phase, if they were going to have Spider-Man by the time Phase 4 kicked off. I mean, I, I think that Sony just found out that like, I, Sony needed some recharging, some some energy to be bringing life to this character. I think they did that, and I think they're like, okay, Disney, we're going to take our property back. You sold it to us. And what's really funny is there's an actual quote that I took a screenshot of, mm-hmm. which I thought was perfect because the last few Spider-Man iterations are terrible. Like sure. there, There's been nothing very fantastic the about them with the exception of tom of into, of into the spider-verse oh yeah you're talking about this the sony yeah ones, i'm talking right? about the sony right. so what was great is spider-man was fine before the event movies yes i did this. better with the event movies and now that we have our own universe he will play off the other characters as well i think we're pretty capable of doing what we have to do here and this is i believe one of the execs at sony talking about yeah so this is uh to- this is at a um variety summit uh the sony Pictures chief executive Tony uh, Vinny Cuera. So, first something Italian. First time I've ever said the, guy, the guy's name out loud, so right. you'll have to you'll have to forgive me. Uh, right, he has said that there is no ill will between Sony and Marvel, and the door is closed for the time being, and is very optimistic about their ability to make Spider-Man films. Which in is the hilarious future. because the answer is no. The, yeah. be, because he mentions he's like Kevin Feige did a lot of work. Like everyone who worked on these projects previously did a lot of good work, but we did some good work too. Don't forget us. It's like, yeah, Kevin Fee kind of set it all up for you, though. Exactly, exactly. He did so all, he he didn't he wasn't physically making the costumes. Or, no, no, or saying, he wasn't putting the chainmail together at Lord right. of the Rings, but, but like he coordinated everything for you, and that's a big you know what his role was in the MCU and with Spider Man was it could not be. It's very difficult to understate how important that was, and Sony. I don't know how involved Sony really was other than just being the producer on that and getting the largest cut. Um, They've got a lot on their plate taking the... I think the MCU and Marvel has done them a favor. They did. And they they revitalized the Spider-Man character. If Spider-Man didn't come in that moment of Civil War, which blew everyone's mind away, Mm -hmm. and if he... If Tom Holland wasn't a great actor and the scripts were terrible, like, essentially, if Marvel didn't do all the heavy lifting, Sony wouldn't be able to play this card. And I think that Sony... Well, because Marvel made a play like, listen, we want 50%. Exactly, exactly. And Sony's like, not only no, but like, 
we aren't willing to negotiate any lower than right now they're they're getting five percent of first weekend numbers i think yeah. as far as dollars are concerned so five percent is what marvel was getting and that was beneficial for marvel because they were able to it was a small cut of course and they had to do all the work for the solo films but they were able to use marvel they were able to use spider-man in their other mcu films which is the that was the reason. point that was, that the, was point. the point not to get the money out the solo films but i think they got greedy and maybe they're expecting to for Sony to play ball a little bit, and Sony chose not to play ball. Well, if you look at it, because look at how much Disney owns. Disney owns Star Wars, Marvel, mm-hmm. Pixar. Like Disney owns such a large chunk of the market when it comes to big movies and like beloved characters that Sony right. realizes that like if they don't do something now, mm-hmm. they're gonna lose that. Like the next move for so for Sony is uh, Marvel's gonna buy them and then disney's gonna own them like disney eventually will probably buy sony <laughs> yeah they probably I, will buy sony pictures yeah eventually down the road so it, they might it, as well it, hold on to the property and make some money off of well it's also really it. terrible because like even though disney wants these characters if you look at it from a perspective of who's making what movies and who has the ability to make such movies mm-hmm. it just so happens to be that like sony happens to to be the one of the only few players who can still make movies sure. like this. And you want competition in, in any type of market. And I think it's important that competition exists as far as like big studios. You don't want Marvel to own everything. Yeah. So it sounds like there was some optimism that maybe a deal will get done from the time that we recorded last issue 182. And so now issue 183, that something might get done, that there might be another development in the story as far as there being some hope that Spider-Man might return to the MCU sometime soon. But it sounds like from now that the door is closed as per Sony yeah so we're just gonna have to live with the fact that well spider-man it, is done playing in the playground the mcu playground and it has to go back home for dinner well it's also like okay so uh i think that there is venom 2 mm-hmm. there's black cat movie sure there's like some they said like five to six tv shows yeah, t- i don't know how involved tom holland spider-man in general is gonna be involved exactly in those, in those. I, there's spider-man centric shows but there are a lot of different spider-man characters so you wonder how much spider-man uh, the the spider-man proper is going to be in those i mean tom holland could easily just walk away from like once his contract's done yeah. i don't know how he's he's playing he's playing it uh strong though he's, he's he has a good face a very uh he's he has a good face here just kind of keeping a you know a strong chin he's like oh this is gonna be great this is gonna be fine yeah, we're yeah. Gonna do so. it's gonna be but, fine i'll meet robert downey jr on the weekends yeah and so this is yeah that's right yeah he was there were of course pictures that uh that they that he shared on his, his instagram with hanging out with robert downey jr and uh so i i think the spider-man at least for the next film i think they're just going to continue on that momentum from the last one and hopefully Sony won't be able to mess it up too. I mean, badly. it's gonna it's gonna make or break Sony because I suppose. Well, yeah. sp- well these last two movies. Well, yeah. these these last two movies are really right. the biggest things they've had in how long? Mm-hmm. Like everything else they've done, every other picture, what they did, Men in Black, right? Like. Yeah, that's right. And, and that did not do well. So I'm naive, maybe, where I think, all right, well, I think it's more or less a given if they take most of this cast and take most of the story that they've the mcu and kevin feige has created for them as far as overseeing this with with spider-man and follow essentially the the story the next natural uh story beat from following spider-man 2 into spider-man 3 that that film should be successful you would think that. spider-man 4 however they could lose what if they lose money on so i'm assuming spider-man 3 is going to be fine spider-man 3 um, spider-man 4 let's talk about what if they lose money on spider-man 4 where are do they sell do they what is disney what's disney's play there if if sony loses money with spider-man 4 so so here's the thing 
Um, it's going to go one of three ways. One, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Sony's going to keep it. They're still going to like make pretty okay movies. Right. Two, it's going to be fantastic. And everyone's going to have their mind blown. They're going to be like, oh, we thought Sony was going to ruin it. Or four, I mean three, it's going to basically be comparing Jonathan Hickman to Michael Bendis mm-hmm. on Spider-Man. You're going to have a really great writer being followed by someone who might not do that great. Like, even though that they have success, right? I don't know if they're going to be able to carry on that success into something better. Yeah, we'll see. I think the the real test will be with symbiotes. Yeah, and how much, how successful they're going to be with trying to intermingle the Spider-Man that they now have back in their in their stable with the Venom character, because they're clearly going. They're going to be setting up some sort of crossover, and I assume that Spider-Man Four will probably be a Venom-centric movie where he's either teaming up with Venom or battling Venom in the Spider-Man Four, because that's probably their next. Well, I mean, look at every time they've tried to do a Spider-Man movie with more than one villain, right? With one central villain, it doesn't work out for them yeah right well that's uh certainly it's gonna be obviously a story that will continue to evolve we suspect maybe this is it's in a similar way that sony thinks that they've closed the door on this maybe this is something where we're not going to hear very much about what's going on with spider-man and if there's any chance that he'll return to the mcu anytime soon or if this is sort of the end of it for now but let's move on uh you have this, the, speaking of continuing sagas that continue to get more interesting, more interesting as they prevail. New Mutants over yeah. at Fox Studios, they started producing for those people who aren't that was, really up to speed. That was back in 2018? A long time. They started filming that several oh years ago. The New Mutants, of course, this is when, when the X-Men, the mutants were still at Fox. Now, of course, they're over at Disney and Marvel. They started filming this film that wasn't that well received and they were going back to reshoots and it was kind of on hold. The New Mutants, there's now reports that Disney has plans to release it, but they are planning on removing any mention to mutants or X-Men or even the word gifted, which they're also very protective of. Yes. So what is this movie? What's left? I don't know. I'm also interested to see, because initially this was this was put as a X-Men centric horror film where you have a whole bunch of like X-Men teenagers coming through and these are all new mutants. So these are all weirder powers, weirder things going on. And it was supposed to be like this kind of like more interesting take on the X-Men characters. But now it's languished in like not development it's just like it's just it's just there it's finished it's it's finished and they've just been like chopping it right so i have no clue what's left of it i have no clue what disney is going to do with it it's supposed to come out next year sometime right right now it's still scheduled for april and if they're going to cut any mention or reference to mutants or the x-men what do you even call this movie it can't be called the new mutants no no and and that's another thing so if you take all of its ties and snip them to mm-hmm. what it was. It's basically saying like, hey, all these people are one thing. It's like saying, it's like having Planet of the Apes mm-hmm. and it's going to be like, well, we can't use apes at all. It's like, so what are you going to call them? It's just a horror. I think they're just, I don't know how they're going to end up with the final, um, what this is going to look like at the end of the day, but you have exactly. a bunch of kids who are running around in some type of treatment center. Yeah. And there was some bad guy after them. And that's what it's going to be. 
It's I just going to be like a horror movie where there's some villain, some dark villain after them. They they don't they can't. It's going to be very similar to like Stranger Things, and I, I'm not just you? saying that from just because there's one of the characters in Stranger Things where you don't get a full look at the villain until yeah. the big fight. Did you happen to see a rating for this originally? Was it rated R or was it rated like PG thirteen? Uh, I don't know offhand. I'm I'm guessing thirteen because I think I would have heard more about it if it was rated R. Okay. So uh, and also I think that's kind of their their strategy going forward is to continue to release films over a Disney Marvel, which are rated PG thirteen. So I don't think that they would end up releasing this as rated rated R if they're planning if this ends up getting released in April. Well, I mean, it, it it's really funny because Disney isn't known for releasing anything too far. It, it, it's not re- it's not release it's not known for releasing anything that's going to push any boundaries mm-hmm. that's going to go ahead and be more mature so it's going to be interesting especially now that they have Deadpool too even though that they said they're good with a r- rated R there was talks about the director being like we can make a PG thirteen movie which is interesting are they just doing that to make tickets or are they actually going to make a rated R film that they're going to release on DVD with a whole bunch of jokes how they did because that could actually be how they tested it out for a pg-13 movie when they did the christmas re-release mm-hmm. that could honestly oh, for once upon a dead yeah that could that could honestly be how they tested the waters for a pg-13 movie yeah is they're like hey we have this movie that everyone knows let's see what happens if is it still good is it still going to make right. sense and still make money if it's pg-13 mm-hmm. and so i'm curious is as to like is this going to be a version of an unrated DVD that comes out. But again, that's that's a Disney property. Disney doesn't do that sort of thing. Disney doesn't release mature content. Disney nope, knows its knows its market and its market is 40 somethings who love Disney World yes. and their children who are forced and indoctrinated Yes. To love Disney as well. Yeah, who eventually become 40-year-olds themselves. Oh, and God, it's so bad. It's a circle it's so of weird. life. It's so weird. But anyways, I'm interested to see what's going to be left. And right. also, is this going to be... This is supposed to be a theatrical release, right? This yes. isn't going to be on Disney+. Plus. This I is supposed to be theatrical. I think it makes the most sense that... you know, my, I, I, um, I offered in the past what they do is either release this on Disney+, Plus in some form, yeah. or have be one of those things that, that, that gain... Uh, legend type status like oh man this this movie it was finished it was it was locked oh, yeah, in a vault yeah, somewhere they yeah, the didn't one want day. us they didn't want us to see it and then suddenly 10 15 years from now it gets released and like people care about it and they give it a chance like you know no we weren't supposed to see this movie anyways it's crap but hey you know what this is a film that we never thought we'd see i thought they were going to maybe go down either one of those two avenues it seems like they're going to take a weird third avenue where they're going to actually release it in theaters under a weird new moniker yeah so, so i i guess what do you think is going to be they're going to call it they can't call it gifted they can't call it new mutants do you think they're just going to call it kids locked a, in a hospital they already have a gifted series don't they already have a yeah. series that was an fx called like gifted no no that was on fox yeah yeah sure. it was um, fox fx was so legion that um so le- yeah so you could do the, it's just know. it's just the names of all the kids also so that's another thing so are they going to keep the names of mm-hmm. these characters are they are they going to do reshoots? That's another wow. thing. So to spend more anything more on this film for a film that you just want to just put out there and just hope it just catches fire. It's just I mean, I that's the thing. Like Disney is known for things that don't always go well, but mm-hmm. they're known for doing things that are produced well. Yeah. There isn't there isn't something that Disney just kind of like slacks on. Like maybe right. their TV shows or uh, animated TV shows back when they were like make Aladdin, then Aladdin, the TV show. 
Mm-hmm. But when they have an initial release, they make right. sure it's an right. initial release and that it it's polished. Yeah, so this theatrical release is really going to be something worth following in the months to come. Right now, it's slated for April, so let's uh, obviously we'll keep you up to date here. Right? On the Super it's going to be Super weird. Show. Something that also is coming up in October. This is going to be a very interesting month, interesting uh, season, I should say, in fall that is coming up where you have Disney Plus about to launch. You have Joker going to be released in theaters in October. And you also have on HBO, The Watchmen, yeah. which is coming out on October 22nd, I believe. So I they released a a long featurette on HBO's like Watchmen channel yeah. on YouTube. You can go find it. And they, you got to see a lot more about the plot, a lot more as far as what this show is going to look like. Did you have a chance to see it? I I saw the previous trailer. I didn't see the newer okay. one. What so, do you think of it? Not a lot more has changed. There's a lot more new footage. You have a lot of cast members talking about with it. Hey, this is something they've never done. This is before. what I do. This what is, do you yeah, do? I'm like those, I always feel like, oh man, these are just we're all being advertised to. Yeah, yeah. it's Great. it's uh, it's like it's very infomercial style. Like yeah. you know, just um, they're just reading off cue cards off off screen. But I, it looks. Interesting. I think there are too many masks. I think there are too many masks. Too many masks. Because you have... So the main conflict is you have some type of event, which they talk about in this featurette, occur. And cops are targeted by this organization, which wears the uh, the Rorschach masks, which are calling themselves like the 7th Cavalry or something. Yeah, something weird. And that prompts the police force to wear masks themselves so they're not targeted and their families aren't targeted. So now you have, of course a police force where they're anonymous, they can basically act however they want because they can't be held accountable because yeah. their identities are, are hidden. And you have, uh, Osmandius out there who is old and, uh, celebrating a birthday himself. He's got like a little fancy cake. He's, uh, he's got a little fancy cake. He's, he's, uh, he's, he's levitating in, in one scene. He seems to be, <laughs> things are happening the way I thought they'd happen. Yeah. He's laughing about it. Um, you also have, uh, they showed really quick a mask for that, a blue mask. So, dropping on the floor which of course is indicating that maybe you'd have dr manhattan in this in some form maybe there's another faction that is wearing dr manhattan masks you i think i saw really quick that something dropped out of like a blue portal so doctor dr manhattan maybe is somewhere influencing events oh you have just people just being just kind of like sassy to each other i I'm interested to see how this how this pans out because this is the first time I think HBO has done a a, like a superhero show a superhero show right. I also think that this is the first time a superhero show has been done with a budget like this. I think the first yeah. season of yeah, the featurette, like, Shield this looks expensive. Yeah, no, the first season right. of Shield had a big budget, but then right. people just stopped caring. Well, it's an important property. That they have now with the Watchmen. This takes place for those people who aren't following it along just every single week like I am. This takes place about 30 years after the events of the original Watchmen comic. Now, I don't think this is at all based on the movie that came out. No, no. This well, is set well, the, in the, universe the movie the is just a straight adaption of the comic right, right. for the so most this part. This is set in that same world at all. So 30 years later, Osmandius is, uh, is, is still out there and he's free, I guess. He's still living just freely. Can't catch me. Just like, I don't he's know. He's got his weird cat. He's got his weird cat where right now in the comics over D- not to be confused over dc where they're doing doomsday. an event doomsday clock where they have the watchman characters introduced into the dc comics universe yeah they're folding it in they're folding it in and they 
revealed in, in the beginning of that event, Doomsday Clock, which introduces those characters into the universe, what happened What happened after the events of Watchmen, and Osmandius got like arrested, or he disappeared or something. Yeah. So this isn't even related to that. So this is his own separate thing. This is his own separate interpretation, separate from the DC Comics introduction that they've done recently. So uh, I'm interested to see with it, too many masks. I'm going to say too many. masks. <laughs> it seems like everyone's got a mask and I feel like it's going to get like uh, masks. Guys over here is, are, are running over at these guys who also have masks. And I mean, maybe I, I don't know. Oh, and there's also a, a character who also is wearing a mask, a, a, a vigilante who's wearing all black and it's a woman they revealed in this featurette. Uh, I don't think they, they made that clear in the past. So Not she's fighting her, her own battle and she's also wearing a mask. So everyone's just wearing masks. And I don't know how annoying. What does that say up. about us? As I a don't society? know. Um, I mean, as long as it's not as comic accurate as mm-hmm. it is, as Snyder did. Yeah. Like, I hope Zack Snyder's not involved at all. I don't think he because would. like, even when you looked at Watchmen, the movie, it, it's pretty much just a. Yeah, it, it's pretty much a talky version of the comic it, where but, they messed around with the ending. Yeah. That's the only difference, really. Well, I mean, the ending. But the for, ending was even fine. It was just boring. I mean, the the ending makes sense as opposed to like a yeah. giant inflatable oh, sure, universal sure. monster comes out of nowhere. Yeah. But like, there's nothing wrong with the movie. It was just boring and just it had a Snyder tint on the, it. The 17 hour right. Snyder cut. Oh, so uh, <laughs> so that's uh, something to look forward to. Of course, uh, the fall is looking very interesting. Oh. Um, if you are a fan of superheroes and comics and anything, uh, anything of those uh, of those, uh, those ilks and Lord Zed, the actor who played Lord Zed, is the dead. voice, the, the voice. voice, the okay, it's not the man who. Was yeah, in yeah, that yeah. I thought that was too. I'm like, costume. I'm like, okay, okay, let's go. Yeah, so the voice of Lord Zed has is dead. You found this story. I didn't uh, come yeah. across this one of my, yeah. my research. He, he just he he died of old age. Robert Axelrod. Yeah. Which, Old age. That's a good way for Zed to go out. That's right. A, that's a gangster way <laughs> like, to go out for a Zed to go out. Just I just like, think of Zed just like as an old body. He's just like. <sighs> that's either really tragic for Lord Zed or like kind of like the way like ha ha ha. He's laughing to the grade. Like he is this person with all this exposed like <laughs> red skin and he's just praying for someone to stab him in a real juicy part right and he's just in battle all the time and he dies of old age so yeah either that's like a last laugh where he gets that or it's kind of sad for him he's like man i wanted to dra- i wanted to die and in- tragically in battle you know that would have been tr- that would have been the way to go and he dies in his bed just, just with, in his bed with with Lita with Rita Capulsa holding his cold hand <laughs> as as he uh, was i the only away. one who was like curious like what it was like for those two to to get together as uh, as a kid i'm just like cuz i was a weird kid suddenly would, it happened right i'm just like how does that work out is she like brainwashing with like a brainwashed hand it, the show got like too gritty for a minute and they took a, a step back immediately they did as soon as they, they, br- they introduced lord zed and he was too scary for children lord like, zed, oh, like, oh, okay, okay lord okay. zed was great i loved yeah. his like as a kid who loved weird things and mm-hmm. as an adult who he was great clearly yeah, yeah. they made but, him silly very fast well though. it was great because like you watch that character and he's just like how the original designs for all these monsters are. He's like hulking. He's scary. Mm-hmm. He has this sort of presence that that commands a room. Sure. And they're just like, no, no, no. He's goofy. He's really goofy, everyone. Don't yeah. don't worry. He won't haunt your nightmares. He's just really goofy. Goldar, he'll haunt your nightmares. Not Lord Zed, yeah. the one we want to haunt your nightmares. He's, he's going to be funny and goofy. He's don't got to trip over your feet. 
So Robert Axelrod, he was a, uh, I guess, a very famous guitarist in the 70s and into voice acting in the 80s. And his voice has been given to the creation of 150 characters, including, of course, Lord Zed and Finister from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and Wizard Mon from Digimon and Didn't know many that. others. So uh, he obviously was very influential in that in that in that world. So uh, he's going to be missed, although I'm not, I can't imagine that they had any plans to revitalize Lord Zed. Uh, anytime soon so it's not like he's going to miss any type of reunion so i think he went out at a good time i don't think he's like oh man they're never going to chance to do that power rangers reunion where lord zed comes back and he's just he, he's just an old man yeah i think they're kind of done with the lord zed character they i don't think they have any plans to ever re- bring him back the lord he, zed. he's he's a great character and misused but. i loved i i you know, like out of every character lord zed was the one that was like this is the most boss character even though he had like a stupid z on the top of his head you forgot about that because he was literally the most frightening character you've ever seen yeah. as a child and i don't know if like i could be wrong i might have missed the episode i don't know how if he ever really won hand-to-hand combat with the power rangers i don't i don't know because he was a part wasn't he a part of the movie the secret of the ooze. The secret of the ooze. The secret of the ooze. <laughs> he did have a short cameo in that Vanilla Ice uh, gangster DJ scene. The rap battle scene. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. In he, the dance was, party scene. He, yeah. he was actually DJing. He was. That's he was. what it was. Yeah, Even right. though he doesn't have ears. He, it was supposed to be a big role, breakout role for him, but it was very bad lighting in that corner of, of the dance club. So he didn't really get to be seen. It makes uh, sense. It's it unfortunate. Happens. It's unfortunate. It happens. So uh, yeah, I don't know if he actually had any role in the movies that came I, out. I don't think he did. Power Rangers Turbo, the movie, and also the one with Ivan Ooze. Uh, that the first one they released. just calling that secret of the use sure. now on yeah because yeah, it Ivan news who cares uh it was a terrible movie uh so of course that's that's uh to be expected so with power rangers they have yet to have a good outing so bad they are already planning on rebooting the power rangers again i hope they get it right this time they probably won't um, really wait, wait wait which one the mighty morphing power rangers because so, you know they there's released, no reason for mighty that. morphing power rangers they released a couple years ago of course the comic the, i'm talking about the movie now Oh, they're going back. Oh, to, yeah, that they're going. Back I forgot about that for good board. reason. Yeah, they're going back to the drawing board already and planning to do another reboot with the brand new cast, brand new approach. Good on them. Uh, since we last spoke, uh, a couple of uh, new series have been added to the phase four uh, schedule for the MCU. Uh, this is going to be on their Disney Plus network. Uh, you have Ms. Marvel. That's exciting. Uh, she is going to be now part of phase four and is going to have a series on on Disney Plus, uh, Moon Knight. Uh, I'm not sure if that was part of the original lineup they revealed. I don't know. At San Diego Comic Con or uh, anything like that. Also, She Hulk um, is another one. I'm not sure if we mentioned that in the last show. So, a lot of things coming our way. Too much, too many things coming our way from Disney Plus. So, that's a lot, a lot of that uh, to come in the next couple of years. They're saying that the, the, Phase four is only going to last for 2020 and 2021, and that phase five is going to include uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and Black Panther yeah. 2. That's phase five. I feel like phases usually run a lot longer. Well, I, th- I don't know if that's confirmed. I mean, most of this is TV. Right. Most of this is TV. And the, that the, phase the, five is going to be is going to include Black Panther 2. Yeah. I feel like that's going to some I don't. It's strange to give that its own phase when this is only going to be a two year long phase. It's I mean, it's going to involve TV. I'm phase excited. Weird. I'm excited for Doctor Strange and the new Thor, the Thor four. Right. Is that is it four? Thor four. Thor four. I'm excited for Thor four, too, because it brings it brings to the to brings back. Well, Jane Foster, but also right. makes her into Lady Thor, which is just Thor. 
Female yeah. Thor? Female Thor. Let's the just call mighty, her. Fe- she has a name. It's the Mighty Thor. Is it the Mighty Thor? As I it, push it, up my my glasses <laughs> here. What's great is I bought I bought the first appearance of her mm-hmm. for like three dollars and sold and flipped it for thirty. Good for you, right? Man. The Good first time you. that actually panned out for me, and I was really I excited. To, I don't have the drive. I don't have the hustle to do something. I like that, I was flip. I was literally in Cleveland. Mm. I was just roaming about this comic book, this like weird store that sold gross soft drinks, mm. and they had some comics, and I saw it. Picked it up because I I loved the character. I w- I just wanted to keep that, and then I, when I saw that Jane Foster was announced to be the Mighty Thor, I'm like, oh, let's see if I can sell it. Yeah, that's uh probably a good move on your part. Right. Also, there's a new casting. Haley Seinfeld might be Kate Bishop in Disney Plus's Hawkeye series. What do you think about that casting? Of course, she's going to be part of it, but do you have any feeling one way or the other about the actor? I've never heard of her. She's been in stuff. Stuff? Yeah, as and I things? understand it. As I understand it, she has been in a few things. I mean, I'll, I'm interested to see what these TV shows, the tone of the TV shows. Like, you have Ms. Marvel, which is kind of comedic. Yeah. You have Hawkeye with Kate Bishop, which was very comedic. Which was very comedic. With Who did the um, the, the the comic? Now I'm Matt Fraction. Matt Fraction did the comic, and it was fantastic. Yeah. His run on Hawkeye, I really highly recommend to anyone who has, an, who has any interest in comics, any interest in the character Hawkeye, it has any anticipation for the series, go pick up Matt Fraction's yeah. run on Hawkeye. It's, it's, really down, it's really down to earth. He is basically just trying to live his life, and he's just, he wants a crash pad in between, like, missions and and he's slowly going deaf and he's living in this condo unit and the condo unit is being over overrun by Ru- the Russian mob. And yeah. he's just he has to like basically end up he ends up being the landlord for this building, protecting all the tenants and like standing up reluctantly against the Russian mob who is on. It's it's really a fantastic run. And Kate Bishop is very, very good. Very integral part yeah. of that. And oh, um, the actress who has been cast as Kate Bishop, she was the voice of uh, Spider-Gwen. And into the Spider Verse. Didn't know that. So there is a little connection. So um, from Sony to Marvel. I'll, I'll I'll be interested to see what they do with She Hulk. Um, I yes, hope they do one. the run where the <laughs> like the the last yeah not the very last run but the two runs ago where mm-hmm. she was a lawyer and she was juggling being a lawyer a and moment. and being a Hulk and she's just like having weird adventures. That's what I want. I'm excited for that. And then I'm curious how they're going to do Moon Knight because Moon Knight is basically very mystical. Well, so he has a mental, he has several mental disabilities. Right. And he's also very violent. His powers, weren't they given to him by like an Egyptian Egyptian cat? Okay. Okay. I was close. I was close. uh, So it was, he was, I think, oh man, I think it's, I think he was an archaeologist. Uh, Probably wrong. Um, or no, no, he was a grave robber. Mm-hmm. He goes in there. All of his friends are murdered. Uh, yes. he's given the power of moon Knight, And then depending on where you go, mm-hmm. uh, he either just loses his mind and just kind of like just murders people or he gets his stuff together, has to like fight real evil. Mm-hmm. But somehow, because I'm thinking of the Ellis run too. So like that's the only run I've ever read. And oh, it was a very short run. It was great. It was great. Though. And I enjoyed it, but it was over before I knew it. Right. But there are other ones where oh, like also really quick about that run. I really enjoyed Ellis's run on uh, on uh, Moon Knight, the comic, the comic run he did, because each one was like a it was like a flip book. 
uh, there was there was so little dialogue. It was just yeah. him going around stabbing people, and there were so many texts. Well, exactly, exactly. Panels. Like it, I, it was like a two minute read. I well, really enjoyed it. Well, th- that's 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 the thing. So, like, are you going to have a character who has mental disability who uh-huh. talks to a, a scarecrow god? Yeah, some sort of bird god. Bird god, and like has to deal with split personality disorders as well because he has three split personalities, as far as I remember, and. He's like a millionaire. Hey, that sounds like a dress dresses all in white. Sounds like a good show. He has, he's got a lot on his plate. Right. And I, I wonder because of so many things being right. more comedic and Disney really mm-hmm. just every time something's going on, like Gardens of the Galaxy is basically the the one. Well, that and Thor Ragnarok are the two movies where you see Marvel really being Marvel, where it's like, here's here's an event, things are getting serious, make a joke. And that's the scene. Right. Things are happening, things get serious, make a joke, go on to the next scene. And that's going to be very interesting to see what they do with a character Mm -hmm. who Mm -hmm. outright, from the very beginning, emotional disabilities, split personalities. It could be good though because they could lean into the absurdity of the character. Maybe. And it could be ripe for parody. Well, I wonder if it's going to be too jokey Mm -hmm. for a character who... Well, we'll see. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's certainly one. Uh, next episode, I want to either power rank all the Phase Four films. We could do that in order of anticipation, or I would like to do uh, depending on who's available. So you just want to stab each I other, stab really, each other. really quietly. I have my Lord Zed armor that I'm wearing. It is a <laughs> that it's a Monday, and that's what I usually that wear. On barely Mondays. covered his body. Yeah, I mean, it was it was such a weird armor. What he wanted. That's what he wanted. He wanted people to stand behind him and look. I at always want to know what was under his mask because I always assumed yeah, that wasn't his face. No, I don't think so. It was just like a mask because it was all like it was a one piece. It always looked like one big silver piece to me. There's a lot of questions <laughs> that were left unasked, <laughs> not even unanswered. They no one even bothered to ask. No one ever bothered to ask. So that's uh that's interesting about Lord Zed, and uh, he lives on in the comics. There's a really interesting. I think there's two ongoing monthly Power Ranger books. They're both good right now. So go pick those up. Fall. I'm I followed. I've fallen behind a little bit on the uh, the Power Ranger books, but I plan on maybe getting back up with it because they're they're well done. It's just I have a lot of my. Plan. At least you're not like Jeff Moon Johns Knight. with Doomsday Clock. Yes, I have not read uh, issue eleven, so do not spoil it. Honestly, neither have I. I okay, good. good. There are a lot of people are talking about just waiting for the trade to come out and yeah, just following that. Enough. I'm just going to do that. I'm going to wait yeah. for number twelve to come out and then just reread them all. Well, it's the difference would be like you know if they were planning on doing a thirteenth issue, in the time it would take for them to release that thirteenth issue, I'm sure the trade's just going to be out. So you might as well just pretend like this is a 13 issue thing and just like wait for the trade. Yeah, you, you might as well just just be oh completely blind to the whole thing. It's, and just because usually over they're stuff. usually about, I think, what, three months after a run, they will release it on. They'll re- release the trade as far as the comic book run. So yeah. Just wait until like the summer and pick it up. Yeah, honestly, it'll wait. be it'll be good because you can read it all at once and things will make sense as opposed to someone like me who's been reading it whenever it comes out. And I'm like, what happened last uh, time? Over the course of two years, he's, this is issue 11 of 12 and it's been a two year long story and I can't, right? I've, I've forgotten. It's been good, but still, yeah, no, it, every, it, every issue is great, but it's, yeah. it's, I'm glad it's not a big Marvel event or a big mm-hmm. DC event where it's like everything 
is involved with this? I think they're still planning on having it go that way. After really? issue 12 comes That's weird. Out. I think that is going to have an impact in the more on the uh, the DC universe. So um, we'll see what's to come with that. So uh, yeah, just wait until the spring to pick that up once yeah, it drops. Let's do that on in trade. So that is, I think, all the major things that have popped this past week. Uh, on on the next show, I want to do a super showdown yeah. where we talk about what Avengers characters in the comics have the least amount of chance to ever appear in the MCU. Ooh. Don't th- don't reveal your answer. We're gonna debate it on the next show I, and see who it. walks out. Of I've the already superhero- got it. And see who walks out of the super the super showdown, super arena where no one has ever won. Yeah. Right now, that the the, the it's, it's always been a tie. The, sh- the the showdown arena is unbeaten. Right now, the arena has uh, never been defeated. So we'll yeah. we'll see if we'll finally have a victor. Uh, we have a couple super friends right now on the hook who Ooh. might uh, can, who might participate in the next go at the debate showdown arena it is it it is a uh, it is a battle of wills minds uh there is a schedules schedules there's a lot going on clearly i've been sean dwyer at seandwyer.com is where you can find me on twitter at new super podcast where you can find the podcast on twitter as well to see when we release new episodes and we're on facebook too so look up super friend super show there we're on all the usual suspects as far as the podcast platform subscribe on one leave a like a comment a review whatever that platform labels their their general things you get it sean brennan where are you uh, you can follow me at Sean Sanchez on Twitter. Yes. That's usually where I am. You've been saving your tweets. You've been typing them. I've out been on married. Side. You've been I married. Married. Yes. Now I get, now I get to do all the marriage jokes. Yeah, that's true. That's I've been true. saving them for years. You're putting the good ones in a safety deposit box, like a responsible married adult and the bad ones you are planning on releasing on your own time. Yeah. 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 You, what you didn't see yeah. listeners was I, I winked. Yes. Did, did the sound and I did finger guns. Too. I couldn't tell if it was a wink because I can't see your other eyes. So I don't know if you blinked both eyes. So I had no confirmation. I, I can't wink. I can only blink. Yeah. So I didn't know if it was a full blink or a wink. And that is kind of the state of uh, us. I yeah. think uh, you can't tell if it's a wink or a blink looking back at you. I've been Sean Dwyer at Sean Sands Sugar. Sean Brennan. Yeah, that is, that is I you. have. I have. You have been at Sean Sands Sugar. I've been Sean Dwyer. And you know my Twitter handle as it was. Final thoughts, remarks, you, questions. You should watch the show Fleabag on Amazon. I already have. It's great. It is. I love it. All right. See you next time.